0: Welcome to Inside the Natural State. This week, man, I am joined with my good buddy Andy Gates. Of course, this is your host Steve. How are you doing today, Andy? I'm pretty good. How about you? Doing good, man. You, you you feeling good being behind the mic over there? It's a bit interesting, is it? Are you, are you? Have you gotten used to hearing your voice in the in the headphones yet? I will never get used to hearing my voice in headphones. You'll get used to it, I promise. I doubt it. It'll come around to you. It's not so bad. After a while, you get used to it. You get comfy over there. You don't even realize you're talking in a mic anymore. It is a pretty nice chair. It is. This is a nice little area. You know, You know, Zach had us in a kitchen at a table where it echoed. With eggs. Uh, yeah, with eggs everywhere. Yes. So, man, did you have a good week? It wasn't too bad. Did you get moved? Too busy. Yeah, yeah I got moved. Moving. Yeah, fun stuff. So, man, you do you listen to the podcast all the time? Every single week, almost as soon as it's able to come out. All right, so. man. So, see, now he has even more reason because he can listen to himself on it. <laughs> so, that ought to be fun. So, as we get started off, man, we got to say congrats to the Hogs women's basketball team. 108 64 went over Old Piss this weekend. Oh, did I say Old Piss? I meant Old Miss. Uh, my bad. So, went to. To Oxford and got that win, so most points ever scored in a regular season SEC game. Um, so man, they've been pretty impressive so far this year. Top twenty-five matchup coming up this week against uh, Tennessee on Thursday at home. So uh, if you're if you're if you're inclined to watch some women's basketball, find your way on up to Fayetteville this weekend. It's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, should be a pretty good crowd there for a women's game. I would think. I would think so too. So uh, in I other so. yeah, in other news on the women's side of things, softball team is seven and one. I don't understand softball and how they've already played eight games, but uh, I think
1: they start a week before the baseball does.
0: Yeah, but they play like eight games a day. It seems like like it's, <laughs> they play all those tournaments and they play. It seems like they're playing like two or three a day at least. But top twenty-five team, number twenty-four in the nation, uh, junior catcher Kayla Green, SEC Player of the Week. So we'll get to some other stuff as we go through today. But uh, um, but yeah, man, the Razorbacks over the weekend racking up a ton of a ton of uh, ton of awards, Player of the Week. So um, there wasn't a Player on the women's side? No, no. Surprisingly enough, no co-player of the week. Seems like that's how Arkansas gets screwed every time. There's a player of the week that we get. Ah, so, just the first week
1: we we'll get right. it covered.
0: Yeah, well, they'll be all right. So, uh, social media, man, make sure uh, make sure you you follow us on social media. Uh, I am uh, at Steve underscore NSS. Andy, you're new here. Tell us how to find you.
1: Mine is at Red Thunder five hundred
0: one. And Andy needs a lot more followers. We gotta we I gotta get him, help, folks. We gotta get him into the Twitter world. So make sure you you search Natural State Sports. You can find all of our uh, any any of our, our our social media presence. We're on pretty much every social media out there except, except tiktok i think we haven't joined I don't that TikTok. world i don't either so i don't even know what tiktok is other than my clock
1: so it's a revision of vine no, that makes terrible. That makes
0: sense. So yeah, um, and then of course, make sure that you sh- like, share, subscribe this podcast. Leave us a review. Um, we want that word out. We're hoping you know, Andy's here from Mississippi, so maybe we can maybe we can push some 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 listeners over to Mississippi. Since Good old
1: goodness, of yeah, yeah. Arkansas wording into Mississippi.
0: You were stuck in Oxford for too long.
1: I was punished for a little while.
0: Yep, yep, you were. It's unfortunate. It happens. It happens. So, man, not a great week in basketball. We lose two more. Rough one. The, rough the, one. The loss of Isaiah Joe just continues to sting. Haven't picked up a win since he's been out. Yeah. It's, it shows it's, how important he is. It's been rough. It's been uh, – turn that a little bit towards you. There you go. Just be careful. That'll swing. So, yeah, I noticed yeah. that earlier. But, um, but, yeah, man, it was another tough one. Um, a big loss at Tennessee, the worst loss of the season in, in terms of total points. I think before that, we were talking before, uh, these guys – like total it was like 30 points in total in losses up before that Tennessee Somewhere game. Right that. So pretty much everything's been within five, seven points, two or three, um, man. So before we even get into stats and all the, all the junk of the game, I mean, it was ugly. The, the hogs lost by 21, uh, in the Tennessee game lost on a last second tip in, in the Mississippi state game. That's a tough one too. It was, um, especially the way they fought back down 17 to, to really battle back into that game. I think everybody left them for dead. um, Played played extremely hard to get back into that, and um, at least it
1: wasn't a whistle fest in that one. Yeah, and so that's true. They actually, let them play it out, and that was nice to see. But
0: yeah, it, it's just man, they're. I don't know. They've, they've got to get out of these droughts. They've got to stop playing. Um, you can't go six minutes without a basket. Right. And, and we knew that was going to happen this year. And the problem, the difference is, is obviously early in the year, defense carried them through a lot of those droughts. And so if they didn't score, the other team didn't seem to score for six minutes. But now Arkansas finds themselves in in some pretty pretty big uh, – they, they, they find themselves trailing quite a bit. Um, and, and then they got a battle back. They were able to do it against Mississippi State to a point. Um, and then, of course, an, a late offensive rebound changed that game. Uh, really a late turnover
1: by by, uh, Jalen Harris changed that game. Um, That one I kind of put my hand on my face and uh – just kind of pulled away from it. So.
0: Yeah, but so here's my
1: here's my art or here's my issue right. He got now. hung up in the air, if I remember right. Like he had to get rid of the ball, and he didn't put anything on it.
0: Yeah. So I got to admit, I missed that last minute and a half um, because I had flipped over to the baseball game. I was going to do a thread on on social media, so I jumped over to the baseball game and didn't get my computer pulled up in time. So I, I missed that little bit, but I've heard all of the. All of the craziness, all everybody is after must all the criticism towards Musk right Please now. Stop all that. Yeah, so what's the deal, man? I mean, what did people really expect out of this team? I think we've had this conversation, on, or I've had this conversation on the podcast uh, multiple times this year. But, you know, this team, we're, we're at 16 wins right now. Um, four and seven in conference. Yeah, we're not where we thought we would be. Um, oh, are we? That's right, I'm on the wrong screen here. So, I mean, at this point, you know, it's... What what do
1: people expect out of this team right now? I guess they're expecting what we had before we hit SEC play and, and that was just holding teams down on the defensive side of things the way I could see it. But the expectations going into the season weren't even to be at this point. Yeah, and we I f- never expected us to be, you know, a one loss team going into SEC play. Right. It's great that we were, but you know, we knew we were gonna get into some trouble as, as soon as it was ex- ex- exposed. With, yeah. With just two players,
0: yeah. Well, and that's the concerning part. I mean, you think about you think about this team, and, and you think about you think about the depth issues and the lack the lack of depth. And as hard as they've played defensively, obviously, we knew that we were going to see some of these issues coming up. We knew we'd see this team start to falter a little bit. The hard part is is nobody could really nobody knew that Isaiah Joe was going to be lost for you know, two weeks and really lost for a month or more when you think about how poorly he played when he was injured initially from
1: the first Ole Miss game. He had zero against Alabama, if I'm right. Right, right. So, I mean, you basically lost him for five games at that point.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, even the games right now. the games before that when he did play,
1: he wasn't he wasn't productive no, in those either. He had sixteen at one point early. I think against Mississippi State I think he had 16 if I remember right. Right. I don't have the stat in front of me. Yeah, that sounds about right. But But other than that that was his only game in double digits.
0: Yeah. And and it's just and he's just the team has struggled since then, which is it's understandable. I mean, their only option right now is Mace. Um, I mean, you look at the you look at the numbers from the from the Tennessee game, and Mace, of course, had a he came off the bench in that game, played twenty four minutes, uh, and and he had an awful game. He only scored nine. nine uh, you know, Jimmy Witt led the way with nineteen. Cheney had ten seals had eleven, but I mean that's obviously just not enough production. It showed in the fact that Arkansas couldn't get into that seventy point range where they'd kind of been living and and it's just unfortunate I mean, can't say I'm surprised at the at the outcome at Tennessee you knew one of those games was coming at some point this year, yeah, you just didn't want to believe it right but you had that it had that feel I mean yeah, was there was there was the talk before the game because of all of the stuff that had happened before, um, you know, previous in the uh, in the game before when Mace and Muss had kind of gotten face-to-face. And so there was the talk that Mace may be suspended for that game or that, you know, he ended up not starting, comes off the bench. Um,
1: and so, you know, we it was expected. I do like how Muss handled that on court when they showed it on TV a couple times. And he just made it almost like it didn't even happen. Like he didn't pay him any mind and he handled it you know, I guess behind closed doors and said, well... You're probably not going to start this next one. So.
0: Well, that should—I mean—that's that's how it should, should have been should handled. Be, yeah, opinion. absolutely. I mean, that should have—how it should have been handled. I mean, those things happen. Um, everybody knows what a competitor Mason Jones is. Both of them are, and you know what a competitor—you know—Musk hates losing. You can see it in his face and every in every press ca- in every post press conference.
1: It's almost comical watching him in a lo- losing press conference.
0: It is. I mean, he's not up there with his with his uh, with his Pepsi and in his Walmart shirt and jumping up for joy and and talking. But but the good thing where it's and this is what I've seen and this is the frustrating part of the fan base right now is you're starting to see this fan base shift into this well he's just Chad Morris 2.0 he's he's no not going to win he's oh, no. he's he's all flash he's, he's he's there's nothing to him he's no substance and but at the end of the day if you listen to this guy the one thing about Morris obviously was coach speak was all that came out of his mouth and he had no idea how to handle the expectations in the situation must does not muscle get up there and he's he he understands the fan base isn't happy, they're not happy, the players aren't happy, and he knows that they're not performing. But he also understands the makeup of his team, and he's smart about it. And he's going to come out and say, "Look, I mean, we are what we are right now. We're we're getting everything we can out of these guys, and if there's a night where
1: one of these guys can't give us everything, then this is what's going to happen." Yeah, it's true. And the thing is, is his whole thing as opposed to Morris. My opinion is everybody was wait till next year with Chad Morris. Well, we saw what we got with next year with Chad Morris. Wait till next next year with Eric Musselman is going to be totally different. It is, absolutely. It's a lot smaller squad to deal with, and that kind of talent coming in at four different ways, I don't see it falling like a football team can.
0: Well, and they'll have realistic they'll have realistic pieces across the board i mean at every position you can't argue sure. some of the missing pieces that were on the football team not to not to go backwards but you can't you can't we can't argue that, but something else that I saw that, that really kind of bothered me. And I, this was a thread that I'd unfortunately gotten involved in on Twitter. Um, but so we, and then this has become a habit. I've said it, I've said this, others have said, you may not know where I'm going. You may know where I'm going, but I've had this conversation. Everybody wants to compare this season to where we would be if Mike Anderson was here right now. And there was a, there was a thread on Twitter talking about how, you know, Mike, I guess Mike shouldn't have been fired, blah, blah, blah. Or, or this is Mike's fault. Um, that we're in this position. So I argue the opposite of that. I argue that, you know, for those that hate on Mike right now and hate on the situation, yes, uh, what Mike left and what was here after he left and the fact we have no, it, it's not great. I mean, he, he didn't try to recruit there at the end. He didn't try to get a big guy to replace Gafford. We know what the, what the issues were. Now, one thing that I think people need to understand and need to realize, though, is I don't think this program would be where it is right now in a good way. If it wasn't for Mike, you wouldn't
1: have a 200 pound Mason Jones. If Mike was still here.
0: Well, you wouldn't have an Eric Musselman. I would argue if Mike Anderson hadn't been here those previous years that he was here. The one thing that people forget. Sure. Yes. For everything. Look, I was in the camp. Mike needed to go. Mike needed to go a long time ago. You've been saying that for years. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm just uh, glad you got it last year, (laughs) two years ago
0: or three years ago. Right. (laughs) And so, I mean, I'm just glad it happened. Before we started this podcast, because, oh man. So, anyway, I, I th- we'd had a lot of explicit podcasts, I can <laughs> oh, promise you. it. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I'm not, you know, yeah, what Mike, I'm very appreciative to what Mike did here while he was here. What Mike did was drag this program out of the dumpster and make it respectable enough that we could hire a guy like Eric Musselman. Now, what was funny was there's this guy on Twitter, and I don't remember his Twitter handle. I'm not going to go look for it, but he made the comment that Eric Musselman's a nobody and that we could have had... I think I saw that. Yeah, we could have had Rick Patino, or we yeah. could have had Greg Marshall or we could have had Bill Self. So I'm happy with our hire. I'm very happy with who we got, even over those guys. I am too. And and so, you know, the argument, obviously, Greg Marshall, I think his name was was floated around. Greg Marshall's not leaving his situation at Wichita State. He makes way too much money to not have to perform at a high level every year
1: in and, and, and what he's built there. Nevada's in Reno, right? Yeah. I think if you can recruit to Reno, Nevada,
0: I'm pretty sure it's easy to recruit. Right. And that's what Musk was thinking when he came here for sure. So you look at go. He's smart. So, I mean, some of the narratives that have started to come out of this fan base over the last couple of weeks is really frustrating. Um, I still tend to think, and and we'll look at the numbers here in a second, but you know, I still tend to think that this team has an outside shot outside shot at the tournament. Um, You know, sure. Those numbers have declined a lot over the last couple of weeks, uh, what five, four five losses in a row will do that to you. Um, but, if you get Isaiah Joe back, rumor is he – or I guess it's not rumor. It's been confirmed. He practiced today. Um, he will not play tomorrow. Right, which is – I wouldn't expect him to play. I wouldn't even expect Maybe him to travel. Saturday. Yeah, so Missouri makes sense. I've been saying since the word came out that I thought Missouri would be the game that they would be looking at for him to come back. I think if you don't get him back from Missouri, you certainly have him back for the week after that without a doubt. So,
1: big, I think we can beat Missouri on a home court.
0: Well, we should have. We I could have beat them at that. Why place. we didn't beat them up there? Well, again, it's th- this team. You're there. Well, well, I tell you, foul. that was a big part of it. The other big part of it is Missouri's a good defensive team. They're not and, bad. And and sure. when you only have Mason Jones and no other options, if they shut down Mason Jones. What are you going to do? And that's, I mean,
1: you kind of a dinged up Jimmy Witt at the same time too. Right,
0: right, absolutely. So, I mean, from that aspect, I'm not overly surprised. Uh, excuse me, but what I found interesting was, so you know, we've been following. Um, if you follow the podcast, I like to follow this TeamRankings.com team website because it's got some pretty interesting stuff for bracketology. It seems like Arkansas has obviously fallen off of a lot of the bracketologies. They're either first four out, last four in, somewhere in that 10-12 line, uh, maybe a play-in game. Um, but so last week at this time, Arkansas was a 66.1% chance to make the tournament, uh, 57% chance to be an at-large with their most most likely seed being an eight. <laughs> Uh, They had a 2.6% chance to make the Final Four this time last week. Sweet. So uh, if you look at now how things have changed, so from 66%, this team has dropped to a 34% chance to make the tournament and is now a most likely number 10 seed. So here's where it gets really
1: important. I still see 10 is a lot better than what I expected to start the season.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that's where the fan base has really got to understand
1: that if this team makes the tournament, period. It's overachieving all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Even if they just make it, they don't have to win the game. I'd love to see them win a game and go a couple rounds, but just to get there to the dance with what they bring to the table in roughly a seven-man rotation. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and, and the
0: good thing is, is the committee takes into account injuries and those kind of things to star players. So maybe if this team gets on a little run here at the end,
1: they'll get on a run. I think they've got a couple more wins in them.
0: The hard part's going to be if you could get if you got if you can somehow win this game at Florida tomorrow night. That obviously enhances your chances tremendously. Florida's not a great team. I think they've, it's a winnable game. It is. They've been very up and down. I mean, the one thing about Florida is Florida goes through scoring droughts as well. They they lose their offense. They also find their offense and come back from twenty points quite often. They've done it several times this year, but Florida's a winnable game and and, and on the road. I don't know that that stadium's going to be loud and raucous and, and crazy. Um, I mean, it's a
1: it's a six o'clock tip. They got beat like a, like a drum by Ole Miss earlier this year. Though. Yeah, they've done that several times. That's I want to say it was like twenty points, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll
0: pull up what they have. I mean, you, you look at their losses. Yeah, that was at
1: in Oxford too, though. But well, I they're mean, playing on their home court. We, that's kind of like kryptonite to us down there, though.
0: But so at, since, since SEC play, they lost at Missouri, 91-75. They lost at LSU, 84-82. They lost to Baylor. That's expected. They did lose at home to Mississippi State, 78-71. Um, Ole Miss beat them by 17, 68-51. That's close. So, I mean, they're a beatable team. They do play a little better at home. I don't anticipate there to be a great crowd there. Um, I again hope for that. Yeah, I I like Arkansas's chances. I don't. I don't know that I wouldn't pick them to win, but I do like their opportunity. Well, we had some loud kids in the Ah. background there. (laughs) You guys are going to get to hear my kids apparently tonight. Got to soundproof that door apparently. So towel down, (laughs) right? So, I mean, but so right now Arkansas has, what do we got? One, two, three. Oops, stop doing that. One, two, three. Have six, six games six, left. Yeah, we got six games left. So, you start looking at the numbers, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So, at their current, where, where they're at currently at 16 wins is a overall, historically, odds to make the tournament is a 0% chance to make the tournament. So, if they don't win another game, they're obviously not making the tournament. Yes. If they win all six... That gets them to 22. twenty-two. That gives them, by the odds, to make the tournament a fifty percent, basically a fifty-seven percent chance to make that's the with tournament.
1: Zero wins in the turn, SEC tournament as well.
0: Right. So that's so. so you get on a run, you get to twenty-two. We said this earlier. We thought before they went on this losing streak that you know twenty-two would be about that magic number where Arkansas would end up. It's still possible. It is possible. It's, it's it, unlikely. It, well but possible. If you lose to Florida, then you win five and get you a game or
1: two in the tournament, now you're in, now you're talking. You've got Missouri at home, off the top of my head, you've got L S U at home and Tennessee at home. You step away for Georgia. Yeah, you got to go to Georgia and to A&M. To A&M, which A&M's a winnable game in my opinion there. So you you split. They're th- still going to slow the game down real bad. Yeah, A&M's a game they
0: should win, but you split it out 3 and 3. You got at A&M, at Georgia, at Florida, and then home against Missouri, Tennessee, and LSU. Obviously, the LSU game is it's a tough, tough one. one. At Georgia is going to be tough. Edwards is is no joke. So he's
1: had a couple funky games, I think, in the past couple, this last week. So he has, but he's he is what I'm he is. He has another funky one against us. That would be that would be fantastic. That kid will be top five draft pick this year, no doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, absolutely. It's and so the real deal. Yeah, he's he, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you you look at that, you look at that opportunity. I mean, they they can get to twenty two wins. That's obviously the magic number. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I think this team misses the tournament at this point. I said from the beginning of the year that I I wasn't sold on this team being a tournament team. When they got rolling, you know, obviously it it looked good. Um, But, again, NIT is not the end of the world for this team. No, it's not. You know, and it's good for this team because you have to assume – we don't know what Mason Jones is going to do. We don't know what his draft grade is going to look like when this season's over with. Um, we, Definitely we, climbing. <laughs> it is. But you got to believe that Joe is probably on his way back at this point unless he just lets this injury worry
1: him. Last I saw, I thought he was at the end of the first round. That could have been a little old stat, but yeah, that you know, might have been prior to the injury. I was trying to look at that. And let's I really- see. Really couldn't find a lot on mock draft when the last time I checked. Let's see. 2020 NBA. Of course I'm not a ESPN plus subscriber either. Well, you don't need all that usually. But
0: so yeah, I mean, but you gotta assume that you get Joe back. Um uh let's see, February seventh, post trade deadline edition. Let's see what this says. This is good stuff.
1: I'd like to hope that if neither one of them are first round picks, they both come back, especially knowing what talent's coming up. And having Vanover and Note available as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to think they have got to understand what's coming back as well, and what the opportunity is for this team next year. Uh, let's see, I'm going through these. I'm not seeing him yet. I
1: hope Mus has got the whole offense <laughs> installed.
0: <laughs> I don't think we got to worry about that anymore. I feel very confident with Mont with Mus. And then after talking to Art Bryles and his conversation and his talk about uh, Kendall, I feel pretty good about the offensive install on the football side right now. We leave football alone so, for a little bit. Yeah. And for a couple months. At least. Hey, spring practice starts soon. Shh. April 25th is the spring game. I have to bring that up because Wes has literally asked me that two weeks in a row on the podcast when he's been on with me. And, of course, he's, he's not on this week. Um, Sorry, Wiz. But it, it is April 25th and I will not be there. I think I will actually be in Missouri for a, uh, uh, for a wedding. So what wedding is more important than the spring. Well, I said yes. And then realized that it was the same as the spring game and fake a cough. Yeah. He probably listens to the podcast. He better, if I'm coming to his wedding in Missouri, you better listen to this podcast, Chris Allen. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, Change this, your
1: wedding date?
0: Yeah, right. This mock draft does actually does not have Isaiah Joe in the first round at all. he um, got Mason, uh, uh, so I don't know whose this is. No, Mason's not showed up on anything, and I don't know that Mason will. I, I just I'd be surprised if Mason shows up on any on anything. So with that being the case, I mean you got to think. You start looking ahead at what's what's going to be here next year. I mean, if you want to jump off the must bus right now, have at it. Because I'm not saving your seat. Yeah, we're gonna lock gonna the doors. Yeah, we're gonna lock the doors pretty Steve's soon. Driving, I got front row. That's 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 right. So, I mean, I, I like, again, I like our chances. Um, I like our chances against Missouri this week if you get Joe back. I don't like our chances at the tournament this year. Um, but I do I do like what this team and what Musk is doing. To those of you who have an issue with how Musk coaches in the final minute, how he doesn't use his timeouts. Let us know on Twitter. Right. but I want to hear it. Th- this hate towards Musk, though, right now, and, and some of the stuff that's being said is, is unwarranted. Um, but, hey, by all means, if you want to jump off the Musk bus, we'll see you later because I think this thing is going to get rolling pretty good. I'm going to go against
1: you on the tournament. But I think we make it. I think okay. we get in there probably in a 10 or an 11 seed, kind of like it says. I think we might get three, maybe four wins out of the six, yeah. I hope. Okay, that's my heart talking.
0: Well, that, that that's going to take some wins in the in in the SEC tournament, I think too. But that's doable. Again, Get you one you, to two in SEC tournament. You right? have an, you have a healthy Isaiah Joe by that point. And I think it's highly doable. Well, so
1: I, you know they're not going to bring him back unless he's one hundred percent right. But and his legs will be so fresh.
0: Oh well, and that's what I am saying. You have fresh legs for Joe coming into the tournament. Who he's knows? Big on the defensive side too, a lot more than what you pay attention to. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that was another argument that I had with somebody talking about Long. Adrio adrio bailey and how he's a
1: defensive liability adrio bailey's the best defender on the freaking team folks he's a freak yeah <laughs> six foot six can jump out of the gym and gets up on some of the blocks that most of your 6 10 6 11 guys aren't gonna get yeah he just explodes off the ground it's ridiculous
2: yeah This episode of Inside the Natural State is brought to you by Mountain Valley Springwater. Since 1871, bottled in glass straight from the Ouachita Mountains. Visit mountainvalleyspring.com today to find your local distributor.
0: So on to hog baseball. Man, I tell you what, <laughs> this is where we can get excited this year. Sorry, I got really loud right there. No, no way. I got super excited right there. Um, so let's just, let's just start right about here.
2: High in the air, deep left field towards the hog pad. And Christian Franklin has homered on opening day.
0: So remind me what I told you prior to the baseball season last year.
1: Christian Franklin is my dude. I believe that was what you told me.
0: What did Christian Franklin do in the first game of the season last year?
1: I believe he hit a home run.
0: An Oppo Taco Grand Slam. Yep. It floated over the right field wall. I know he hit
1: one against Texas. Maybe that? No,
0: that's right. It was that one. Okay. Either way, he, he homered a home in game run one. To
1: right field. Yeah, it was Oppo. In that's right.
0: Last year's yeah. game. What did he do in game one? Had the prettiest home run of the weekend. The greatest bat flip of the season already. First so far. <laughs> the first.
1: The first. The, his first home run. Judging from him, I think there'll be a couple more this year, and we're going to start seeing a little bit of that. He looked a little thicker when he standing yeah. up at the to play, I, too.
0: I tell you, the number one thing that I like to see from Christian Franklin and he was mustache. His consistency Hitting the ball this weekend, so Christian was what about a two eighty hitter, I think last year, and that was of, maybe, somewhere yeah, somewhere like in there, and that was one of the biggest concerns. He was, you know, he batted towards the bottom of the order. He was a spark was plug at time. times, but he was, he was, you know, he was never overly consistent. So
1: he's hitting four seventeen to
0: start this season.
1: Well, it's not bad. That first pitcher they faced on Friday will will pitch. In the big leagues within yeah. a few years. Yeah, Will Klein big is special stuff.
0: And if you listen to our uh, Around the Diamond podcast with Kevin Bohannon, he would have told you all about Will Klein. Uh, we had a great scouting report on Will um, from the from the pod, from the podcast with Kevin. So make sure you join Around the Diamond. That'll actually be out this week on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to record a day early with the baseball with the baseball. Uh, wow, that's um that's good stuff over there, Andy. So, <laughs> Yay. but uh, but man. It is so much fun to have the Diamond Hogs out on the field again.
1: I am pumped about it. I've been waiting seven months, just like the rest of everybody. Right. Been begging. For Valentine's Day this year, man. <laughs> for the for, and, and, for the <laughs> first time in a while, not because I had a date either,
0: man. So so let's talk. So so I don't think there's any secret as to who the player the game or the player of the weekend was. Some people out there might have a question um, as to who it is, but I, I'm going to go ahead and lock it in on this guy right here.
2: High drive, deep right. Tape measure gone again. The third home run of the series for Heston Kirsten. Just tremendous power by the big left hander from Amarillo, and, and just a really sweet left handed swing. We talk about launch angle, and there it is right there. He knew he got it. Wind kind of knocked it down some, but it's a no doubter.
0: Tell you what, man, that dude, he might hit 30 this year. It's very, very possible. It, it, I asked Kevin about that. We were texting back and forth during the game. And, and 30 is a very tough number to hit in college baseball. You only um, play, what, 60 games if you're loaded? Yeah, it's basically heavy. half a home run a game. And, um, I mean, but he's sitting on four after three. He's he's on a pretty good pace. Uh, I'm surprised
1: but, he didn't hit one Saturday, to be honest.
0: I know it, right? And he had it. And he, and so, so I talked about this a little bit with some folks on Sunday. It's the most impressive, the most impressive part of Kirstad's weekend to me, I mean, he was great in the field. He was great offensively. But did you did you watch the game yesterday at all? Did you get a chance to watch it? I couldn't
1: get it pulled up where I was. I was trying, but I, I got basically at the first inning and that was a hit.
0: Okay. So his very first at bat, he got jammed and hit a ball opposite field to the track against the wind blowing in. If the wind's not blowing in, he's got five home runs this weekend. All sounds different bouncing off of his bat. It's insane. The guy, the guy's just, yeah, it's unbelievable just, and and it's so effortless. The double he hit off the center field wall, which, I mean, the dude's unstoppable. Uh, When you look at the numbers from the weekend. He doesn't really have
1: a weak spot other than uh, like almost anybody trying to hit a high fastball. Right. It's almost impossible pitch to hit anybody for anyone, unless your name's Vlad Guerrero. Well, that's what they, I mean, he,
0: he doesn't really have, a weakness at the plate, it doesn't seem like. I mean, you know where Casey's weaknesses
1: are. Those kind of showed up again this weekend, yeah. And, I have full faith Casey will come out of that, and he'll be better this year by far than what he was last year.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, You know, he struggled a bit, even on the field. Um, he, he, he had that error that it was the only run on – well, it wasn't charged, one, but he was only running that Friday night. But you look at Kerstad, final slash line from the weekend, he hit 583. 643 on base, 1667 slug percentage. Um, he he led the SEC in home runs with four RBIs, ten and total bases of twenty. Um, That's ev- solid numbers. Every hit over the weekend, he drove in a run. He hit two home runs on Friday and Sunday. He now has 35 career home runs, which is tied for seventh all time at
1: Arkansas. They don't have an exit velo tracker, do they? In college ball, yes. Ball. His exit
0: velo on the second home run yesterday was 108. Yeah, <laughs> the, the exit velo on the first one was 107. I would actually like
1: to know. He hadn't really hit one hard. They've gone up. Yeah.
0: Well, the the first that one we just played yesterday was was annihilated. That ball. That's the one I didn't see. That ball was absolutely crushed. Now the the um, I'd be curious what his exit velo was on that double. That the double he hit. Frozen rope. It. it I mean, because when he hit it, you thought it was gone, but it was just the deepest part of center field. So. That's all those numbers are good enough for collegiate baseball's player of the national player of the week, but only good enough for
1: SEC co best player in the country, half best player in the conference.
0: So, I don't get it. I I don't understand the conference one. Um, so Cal, Cal Baker. Right? That's who it is. He's he's Kale. Kale Baker. Maybe. Kale. Whatever he plays for Ole Isn't that Miss. a lettuce or something? So, yeah. Ole something. Miss, he's got some funky hair now. Vegetables. He's now nah, the dude's got some funky hair. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, he's a big old boy. he a boogie eater? He, it's, no, that's their starter that's that the lost, case. actually. Yeah, he actually lost on Friday. Imagine but,
1: that. Yeah. Because that Dewey be too, didn't
0: he? Yep. That's probably why he lost. <laughs>
1: that's uh, not OPD. Right. But,
0: uh, so, uh, so, co-player of the week. Kale was, I think he had two home runs in that one game. Um, I'm not real sure. I think he ended up hitting like 400 for the weekend. So it's not like he was, I don't understand a the co player of the week. Weekend,
1: but it wasn't what Kirst had had.
0: The only thing I can say is it was against the number one team in the country. And so maybe, you know, that gives a little more weight. Obviously, Arkansas pretty much played to nobody they in just one game.
1: Right, absolutely. And you look at what a whole series. It's a weekend yeah. player of the week, Yeah. not player of
0: the day. So. That brings me. I was gonna bring. Let me pull up Twitter here so I can just pull up this point because I was a little, little perturbed with how Arkansas was treated. And you see
1: Ole Miss's little cheesy spike of the baseball at the end yeah. of the game. Yes. Strike them out. Throw them out.
0: Yes. We have one word for you, Ole Miss. We celebrate in June. <laughs> just, just let us know when you when you find Omaha, because you probably couldn't find it on a map at this point. If your route for
1: Omaha goes through Fayetteville.
0: It's not going to make it. Right. So Golden Spikes Award. This is, I mean, prestigious. The Heisman of baseball. It's the best. Okay. Performance of the week. They name four guys. Nate Rombeck Texas Tech. Three for four. Four runs. Seven RBIs. Three home runs in a game. So the only thing that I can actually guess on this and the reason, and now that I read this, this so Golden Spikes actually didn't do a weekly award. It's just Performance of the weekend. So it's in one game. So this makes a little more sense in the fact that Romback, who went three for four, four runs, seven RBIs, three home runs. But then Kel Baker gets on this list, four for four, two runs, four RBIs, two doubles, which was actually, we looked it up, it was only one double on the stats and two home runs. I think Kerstad had a better day on Sunday than that, or Friday. Either, really, Sunday at six RBIs. He had, he had two home runs and two separate games. Well, and, and, and Sunday he had six RBIs, which was more than what Cal had anyway, and a double, so two home runs he and had a double.
1: more RBIs than what Eastern Eastern Illinois scored all weekend.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then they had Judd Ward from Auburn. Now, Ward did he hit for the cycle, cycle, so, I mean, I, I, that's pretty cool. But then Will Dion from McNeese State, I mean, six innings pitched, 12 strikeouts.
1: I mean. Connor Nolan, six and two-thirds innings pitched, 11 strikeouts. Yeah. So, I mean. With no run uh, runs. Right.
0: So, I mean, uh, well, I mean, this guy didn't give up any hits. So, mm. so I mean, again, I, I can kind of understand. Right, to me, maybe to me. We're playing
1: Homer a little bit here.
0: Maybe so. I mean, the more I look at this, Nate Rombach really deserves it. I mean, the dude went three for four, four runs, three home runs, and seven RBIs. Now, that was against the worst team in the Sunbelt Conference, or in the Southland Conference, sorry, in Houston Baptist, in Lubbock, where the wind blows out every day at 700 miles an hour. Been there. So, to be honest, what's more impressive—the fact that Kerstad hit the ball out of the ballpark like he did with—and it was not a hitter's weekend at all. No, and, and Robert the ball, Moore got robbed on one. Moore got robbed, and then, well, I mean, got helped with a couple. Of those two home runs on on Saturday that should that should have been foul balls somehow snuck their way over the fence. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, to me. Uh, you got to have Kerstad on this list. I don't understand how Kerstad's not on this list. You should at least list. get an
1: honorable mention for that. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't. Right. At least put a fifth spot in there. Give me a spot to vote.
0: Yeah, right. I, think I wrote my vote in. I think you did. So, but hey, on the other side, so Arkansas, so we were talking about this earlier. The softball team had player of the week, the baseball team had SEC COA player of the week. And and Connor Nolan is SEC Pitcher of the Week. You talked about that a minute ago. Uh, started opening day, uh, recorded a career-high 11 strikeouts. That was one shy of the conference lead. Uh, second collegiate outing with 10 or more strikeouts. He struck out 10 Tennessee batters back on April 18th of last year. Held opponents to a .095 batting average. Half the
1: batters he faced, he struck out. I don't know about you, but I think we'll see several double-digit strikeout games from that boy i i think it, his stuff was just different
0: his lower body was just different everything about him was
1: just different in this he game. came out in that second inning and threw three consecutive balls and we're all over the place i'm like oh here we go yeah and then three consecutive pitches after that i mean you got the guy to swing at one or two of them if i remember right but got the strikeout struck out the side walked off the field like a man he is
0: yep and, and, and then was unrolling after that. And it, yeah, he was un- he was unhittable after that. I think you know Van Horn had said
1: previous. a to- kid got a hit off of him, but he had like a three eighty one average last mm-hmm. year. That kid can hit the ball.
0: Yeah, they've got a couple of guys. I talked I was talking actually they're center to, fielder. I was talking to Wes about this earlier. That um, you know that's a team. They're I don't. They're not an NCAA tournament team, but yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be a good win as the season goes on. They're gonna do pretty well in Ohio. They'll be Ovi- better Ovi- this year
1: than they were last year. I yeah. think a lot of it's their Friday starter too. Yeah, though.
0: Will Klein will yeah, he'll got he'll stud. Yeah, he's gonna win a lot of games for them this year. It's the first time in history that Arkansas has had both a player and a pitcher as we get week get player of the week honors uh, in, in the same season in program history. Um, Wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again later this year as well. Yeah, Arkansas pitching staff recorded 31 total strikeouts, uh, mm-hmm. and there and our hitters tallied 35 total hits. We hit 324 at the plate, so I mean, impressive all the way around, and. Add to that, let's give the fans at Balm Walker a round of applause as well. Second highest opening weekend attendance in the entire country this year. I don't know who was number one. That's um, something to toot your horn at right there. But I know that we were, we were number two in really pretty crappy weather. I mean... It was not... It was typical Fayetteville mid-February. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Friday and Saturday baseball wet. Friday and Saturday were rough. Sunday, the sun tried to come out a few times, but the wind was whipping. Big peekaboo. Yeah, so we are um, thinking about going up this weekend for the Gonzaga series. Um, Steve's scared to get wet. And I'm just. I'm. It's not about getting wet. It's about getting cold and wet at a baseball game. Look. They make clothes for that. I don't. I, I, I don't might, have them. I don't care. I'm, I just <laughs> not. I don't have any urge to go and 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 sit up there and freeze my butt off. I, if as long as there's no rain, I'm fine. I don't mind. I don't care about that. It'll I be just like the Tennessee game years ago.
1: Prep yeah. for the rain. Drive all the way over there, and the sky opens up and no rain for three hours.
0: Probably. But at least it was warm that day. It wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't cold. It was man. We were we were shedding stuff that day, October. because it got so much warmer. And then we then I drove into a hurricane, which was fun. So, <laughs> that was but a day. man, you look at the numbers from the weekend. Highly impressed with what this baseball team, uh, what this baseball team did. Uh, you know, obviously, Connor Nolan led the way on the mound with 11 strikeouts. Wicklander though on Saturday, he had yeah. some moments where he had some moments where his uh, where his where his command got away from him. He ended up with seven strikeouts though seven yeah through five innings only gave up three hits did walk two um pitch count got up there a little bit i don't remember i think he ended up right at 75 when he got pulled uh, because i think they let connor run to right at 85 when they pulled him yeah they talked about that yeah so Mm -hmm. i thought um you know i i thought both wicklander and nolan looked like the starters we need him to be. I think Wicklander's going to need to continue to work on his consistency, uh, and, and throw into hit, throwing to, you know, throwing to contact more often. Um, that's where he's going to, it's where he's going to do well. But I mean, he held, he held, Eastern Illinois to a 167 batting he's a lefty average. and
1: That helps out a lot anyway.
0: Yeah, so he, he's going to do. He's going to do well. Caleb Bolden, um, he looked really good. I think Bolden's got an opportunity happy to have a
1: baseball in his hand. Yeah, but that's man, what he was happy for.
0: I tell you what, coming back and as good as he looked, I'm, I, I'm highly. I, I would. It would not surprise me. I think it'll be between him
1: and Ramage, who starts Thursday. He was the one they talked about that had Tommy John, right? And he had two tears, not just yep. one. If I, I remember, that's right. Yep. Whew. Yep. And so just to come back and play ball again, which is just. Incredible after something like
0: that, mm-hmm. and, and I mean he looked and just to look as solid as he did, he had a really good outing. Um, of course, Ramage looked good in his his short two inning stint there. I don't got, question, Ramage or Cops either way. No, and so I would I would assume that we'll see Ramage or Bolden start this week in that because it's a four game series with Gonzaga. Um, Marshall didn't look good. He only you know he only threw an inning and a third. He had one strikeout. Oh, Angus, but I thought he looked pretty good. Jacob Burton is a guy that I want to see do really well. I like watching that kid pitch. Man, he can his everything about his pitching motion is just violent. I mean, he's just he he absolutely hurls it.
1: But I, I, I love Burton, and I love reminds what he brings. me a lot of Tim Lincecum yeah. back in the day for the Giants and. The way he threw the ball, it looks like he threw his entire body at the pitch every single
0: time. <laughs> right. But he struggles with consistency. He struggles getting the ball over the plate. But that last strikeout he had on Saturday's game when he came from a 96-mile-an-hour fastball and then broke off some nasty a nasty curveball, that's where Burton's at his best. And when Burton's throwing the ball that well, he's going to be tough to hit. You can't be a
1: two-pitch closer. There's no way. You've got to have two in the arsenal – or excuse me, a one-pitch closer, you've got to have two, if not three, to get it done now.
0: Yeah, we learned that the hard way in Omaha two years ago. <clears throat> very hard way. It doesn't so, matter.
1: Like I said, you throw 96, 97 miles an hour, and there's very few up there in the college ranks that do that that are there every single weekend.
0: Yeah. Well, I was – a hard number to hit. Yeah, I, I was – hey, Benton native, at Peyton Pallett, he got knocked around, gave up a run there. But I thought Pallett looked pretty good at times. Um, I think he's got a bright future. Blake Adams, man, this dude—he—he's gonna be—he is gonna be something else. Um, he's Blake Adams is a special player. Um, I think nerves got him. I think he was a little—I uh, think he was a little amped up.
1: He got a strikeout though, didn't he? Yeah, he looked good. That second inning is where he obviously started to struggle. Like I said, um, I lost it after the first inning. Just my feed froze. I was mad about it. Yeah, he looked good
0: in his first inning. In the second inning, he kind of got away from him a little bit. He did end up getting three innings. I think he, his pitch count got up there in the six, almost 60 range. Uh, but three innings, two strikeouts, did give up six hits, gave up two earned runs, uh, and walked a guy. So, you know, Adams is a guy that I think we're going to see a whole lot from. We'll see if he sticks to that Sunday spot. Um, We'll see if they give Palette a shot. Uh, Zach Morris is a guy that I think
1: we got to look for here in the future. That's going to get a couple of shots didn't as well. See Z Man this weekend, but I heard he was kind of nursing a little bit of an injury. From what I understand,
0: yeah. So Zeb uh, Zeb's got a, a hamstring injury, and obviously with the colder weather, it didn't make a whole lot of sense no. to to uh, to bring him back. So um, if you
1: don't need him and you and you can not risk having more of an injury, why do it? Yeah, absolutely. Like and that the man was it, Let him get hit. Let him get back healed. Yeah, I think we'll see some of Zeb this
0: week. Obviously, um, it, it, weather's going to be colder, but he's a week better. So,
1: yeah, four four games. You yep. got to be able to adjust it and go. Yeah, so I'm excited, man. This ball
0: team looks just as good as advertised. The offense looks really good. You know, Casey
1: Casey's got Which some one? work to do. Which one, uh, Casey Martin? Sorry, because the other one's got a hose for an arm. Oh, you, you, yeah, we're not. going you to run on him, pitching or trying to steal. Now you can't even run on him. Picking people off at first and third. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually got a stolen base on him. They were able to still second on that one. Yeah, and then, but that was kind of a messed up situation too, from what I was, what I can see. Yeah. So um, he still got the runner out at third. So.
0: Yeah. But even for Martin's struggles, he still hit 300 on the weekend Slugged 400, four total bases. He just, he didn't do a ton. Um, He did, uh, I thought, no, he didn't knock in any runs. But so Martin's, Martin's got, you know, he, he, he's going to come on as the year goes. He didn't, it didn't, he just, they they, respected him. They did. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. He, he had some choice words for the, uh, for their dugout after that second intentional walk. Um, (laughs) I don't know that too many people caught that, but he wasn't overly excited about being intentionally walked for the second time. Bad when
1: your five hole hitter gets intentionally walked and hadn't done anything. Big man. Who's done hit two home runs in the first game? I don't. Did he take a walk? Any this week?
0: I think he had. Kershaw had was not intentional. No, it wasn't intentional. He did have a walk. No, he he walked twice actually. Yeah, he walked twice. Struck out once. once. So I got that backwards then. Yeah, but so I mean, Martin. You know, Martin's going to come around. He'll be fine. I was impressed with Cole Austin. I thought I thought he looked pretty good at first. Um, He fits there really well. Braden Webb and left man. Once he figures out. The real web, gym. <laughs> yeah, once. Well, okay. So let let's be real. The first one, he just misplayed and tumbled, um, but he
1: still caught the <laughs> didn't ball.
0: Catch it. Franklin
1: picked him up. Like you're all right. Yeah.
0: The, the second one, he thought the fence was a little closer and dove into air, which was kind of was kind of humorous. He's to watch. still
1: learning out there. Though. He didn't get a lot of time in the fall, from what I understand. He, right. I think he broke a collarbone or something or. or Something, maybe just a fracture, but yeah, I I'm not it sure. Something to his shoulder. Yeah, well, he's he, he's something.
0: That outfield, that. I, there's a graphic. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, there was a graphic that had come up the other day that I thought was stop all these pop ups. There we go. So, our outfield, Braden Webb, Christian Franklin, Heston, Kerstadt against Eastern Illinois, 17 hits. 18 runs, six home runs, 14 RBIs, a 447 average, 522 on base percentage, and a 974 slug percentage. I'll
1: take that every
0: day of the week. And we just thought we were going to have a worse outfield after Dom left last year.
1: Um, well, that Juco boy, he, uh, <laughs> and the bad thing is, is they've got kids that are sitting on the bench that they can plug and play mm-hmm. and don't lose a step on the defensive side for sure. That's right. You might lose a little on the, on the bat, but that's only because we don't know what they bring to the table really.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, Robert Moore was another kind of question mark
1: as we went, looked at it this year. 12 this weekend. I yeah. Think. He was, i get he it. He made here. great contact yeah. with the ball when he hit it several different times, but it's almost like he hit it directly to the person's glove.
0: Yeah. The only concern that I had with Moore was, you know, he struck out four times. That was, um, you know, that's a little concerning, obviously. Franklin the way he started last year. Right. And and I mean, and I said this too, I think, you know, and and Kevin and I talked about this a little bit in the preview, um, you know, Moore is going to struggle at times Absolutely, to, to pick he's up still a high school kid. Yeah. He's 17 years old. I mean, at the end of the day, he's still barely
1: got, got his driver's license.
0: Right. I love that. That, that interview. interview with with Kirsten. Kirsten was great. <laughs> I drive over to, to Fayetteville high school to, to hang out with kids my own age. Yeah. You come man. over here to play baseball. Yeah. I just come over here to play ball. Yeah, man. So when we get back here in just a moment, we're going to have our final little episode and, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. So we'll be back. All right, guys, as we get ready to close this thing up, we are going to introduce a new segment tonight. So we are excited. We're going to have an Idiot of the Week segment.
1: I'm ready for this.
0: And, And this week, we actually have our idiot calling in. He wants to call in and promote something. I don't really know what the deal is, but this is officially our Idiot of the Week. So whenever you're ready over there, Carl, and... Here we go.
1: Zach, you there, buddy? I am here. This here's Carl. How you doing? It's Carl? Yep. Here, you got <laughs> something you want to tell us. Maybe about yeah. a live show or a little bit of stickball?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's hear buddy. Well, I wanted to let everybody know about the uh, the live show is back. Um, I had to take a few two weeks off due to illness and new job. How's that job treating Bye. you up there? You been shocked yet? Yeah. yeah. Do what now? You been shocked yet? Is that Keep <laughs> oh. your
1: fingers yeah. out of them holes.
2: <laughs> no. Actually, your job's doing great. Uh, about uh, two and a half weeks in now. Uh, so, doing great. Uh, I miss being on the podcast. Uh, I hear great things about it. Uh, it's not a bad through. gig. No? Ah, well. But uh, here's Steve's doing great things with Inside the Natural State, along with uh, what is the new one he has, Around the Diamond? I believe it's called Around
1: the Diamond. He talked about them fellers out there playing at the kickball.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock, me and Katie are back, along with uh, our, our buddy, Will. Um, I haven't met and, Will uh, yet. They yeah. all right. Well, they like yeah, mustard. Great.
0: I think you should bring Carl on to the live show.
1: Carl might have to make an appearance.
2: He's not much for showing his face. He's kinda got a face for radio. Oh well hey, that works too.
0: So does Zach. It's all okay. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so so do I so do I, but don't so don't feel bad. I mean, you know. <laughs> I've got the voice talent, I just don't have the face. Oh, That's man. for sure. Buddy. But hey, I've seen literally- Omaha. They did pretty good this
1: weekend, let me
2: tell you. I mean, Hessenkurstad?
1: What did he? What was his stat? Steve, what are his stats? Oh man! What you like? It. Four
2: homers? Yeah,
0: four home one. runs. You just you just missed our baseball talk, man. I guess I could that ball out of park, man. <laughs> I'm crying over you too.
2: <laughs> now look here, Carl. All
1: right. Look, don't make me get out <laughs> my fling blade, All right. Oh man. We uh,
2: just drink another natty light. You'll be fine. We're <laughs> talking about my mama like that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm gonna lop your head, old boy. <laughs> my bad. All right, fine. Bud light. There you go. There we go. It's, Mich- it's,
0: it's Michelob and whiskey tonight, actually.
2: The so whiskey I can get you're, you're down with, but the, the mech ultra, what, what are you? A pansy? Drink like a real beer. It,
0: it, it, excuse me, sir? Wait, wait, I think we have a bad connection here. I think we have a bad
1: <laughs> No, we can't lose him yet. <laughs> Come back. Zach. <laughs>
2: Oh man, but, uh, man! Y'all have fun tonight. I just want to come on. Hey, I want everybody to look us up on social media. Natural State Sports. We've got a brand new website out there. Go check it out. Um, and do not forget, if you are not a member, of uh, this, if you have not subscribed to or the that. podcast yet, you need to. I'm, I'm having trouble. <laughs> uh, but check us out live on Facebook, Natural State Sports Live with me and Katie Friday night, 7 p.m. Looking forward to seeing you on the, the TV. Natural State.
1: We will look for you on the Facebook. All right,
0: y'all so, have a good night. So Zach, I got I gotta ask you: Are you What's up? Are you beyond excited to now have been part of the first ever final closing segment that we just put together? This is a new segment that we just started tonight. Carl's and we did it, Corner, and we did it just
2: for you. Carl's Corner, Carl's I like Corner. It, man. We need to a do a Carl's. We, we need to do a Carl's Corner on the live show. That that is a very good idea. I'm not scared, but I might have to put on a costume. Well, y- all right, you, just do us a favor, all right? Just don't wear the latex. All right, Dan.
0: Well, you're going to you're gonna go down as the first ever member of this new club that we have in the closing, so I'm glad you're enjoying nice. it.
2: Nice. I like it.
0: I'm glad Thank you like it. Thank you guys
2: it. for having me on. I miss the podcast, Steve. You're doing awesome, buddy. Appreciate I it, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good night. All man. right. We'll talk to you later, bud. See you guys. All right, man. <laughs>
0: He's a moron. He has no idea what just happened at all. I cannot wait till this hits, man. That was
1: that was fantastic.
0: Well, guys, man, it's been fun. It has. Andy, have you had a good time over there? I
1: think I might come back for one or two
0: more. You feel a little more comfortable now? I'm all right with it. Now that you understand that I sit over here and jumble my words up, and that I don't understand what I'm saying half the time. Yep. Old mushmouth. Half the crap that comes comes out of my mouth. I don't know. enunciate. You do. That's that's the hardest part is making sure you say what you (laughs) want to say. You can't enunciate. And this coffin. I'm finally getting better, though, man. I, I found out had that a, problem. I had bronchitis. That started Friday, or it started last week, but finally went to the doctor Friday, so I'm feeling better. Could have been worse. It could have been a whole lot worse. So Come home with that coronavirus and we're we'll going to have a problem. Ooh, man, that would have been rough. Thank goodness we didn't. Well, man, it's been fun. I certainly appreciate you joining me. Uh, I've enjoyed being here. I look forward to next week, man. we got a good week of sports, four baseball games.
1: Hopefully we get four more wins out of this coming week.
0: Yeah, make sure you join Kevin Bohannon and I for Around the Diamond, uh, presented by Natural State Sports. We'll have that out uh, starting on Wednesday. We're going to record that tomorrow. So look forward to getting that out to you. Uh, You guys don't miss out on that, and don't miss out on the rest of this. uh, Don't miss out on the podcast. Like, share, subscribe, and uh, make sure you leave us a review. And do it. Until next week, we'll see you.
1: Woo pig. Ooh, pig. Love.